Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 184 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, we're covering all things sleep, including the importance of your sleep position, the relationship between pain and sleep quality, why waking up feeling achy has more to do with how you're moving or not moving during the day, and most importantly, how to get your best night of pain-free sleep ever. I get some variation of the question, what pillow should I be using if my neck hurts or what pillow should I be using if my back hurts or what's the best mattress or what's the best, you know, sleep thing. And Anthony actually came out <laughs> just this week. He had already gone to bed or he was getting ready for bed and comes out. I was like, okay, I have an idea for a podcast for you. And I was like, yes. And he pitched me this idea before I remembered that I was already working on it and it was in the queue. <laughs> so I know that we are not the only ones thinking about sleep posture, that you may also have been thinking of your sleep posture and positioning, especially if you keep waking up in the morning uh, feeling like 100 years old because you spend a third of your life asleep. And it's really common to wake up with a stiff neck or an achy lower back. But how you're feeling in the morning has less to do with what I hope, fingers crossed, is at least seven hours a night that you're spending sleeping. And it has everything to do with how you are spending your day. And don't get me wrong, I have all the sleep accoutrement, right? I have the bougie pillow that cost me way too much and I still don't love it, but I'm cheap and I don't want to get rid of it, so I'm still using it. I have a body pillow. I have a a little buckwheat roll that I hug. I've, I've got all the pillows. We really need a larger mattress for all the pillows. But there isn't like a a Lord of the Rings situation when it comes to pillows. There's like no one perfect pillow to rule them all. But even so, like pain is a big deal. Waking up with pain is a big deal and it shouldn't be ignored. And that's because pain is more than just a sensation. It affects your sleep. Not getting good sleep and having pain also affect your mental health, which can then also affect your physical health. And it becomes sort of like a chicken and the egg sort of situation, right? Like which came first? Was it the bad sleep or the pain? And maybe you can put a finger on it for yourself of exactly what happened, but that might not be the case for everyone. And the American Journal of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation found that chronic low back pain significantly affects the quality of sleep. And again, if you have pain, you don't need me to tell you <laughs> that research has found this. Like you experience it firsthand. But sleep and how you're sleeping and how it feels is definitely, it, it goes hand in hand with how you're feeling. And I talk about this all the time of how it's all connected and we can't just look at where, you know, where things are hurting, but the whole picture. And while I can't wave a magic wand to make your back pain go away right now, there are some steps we can take to make sleep be a more restful experience that is more productive, although I really don't like that word. How about beneficial, right? A more beneficial experience. 
The Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine also took a look at the relationship between trouble sleeping, depressed mood, pain, and fatigue in patients with cancer. And no one is going to be surprised uh, that they found that the effect of depressed mood on fatigue and pain was mediated by trouble sleeping. And the effect of trouble sleeping on fatigue was also mediated by pain. Like, it is all interconnected. And we also know, right, that sleep is important to managing brain health, immune system, and your metabolism. But still, the question comes back, well, how do I make it more comfortable? And I think that's the DMs and comments that you send me, right? What pillow should I be using? What's the best position? What can I do to stop waking up in the morning feeling like garbage? Now, there is no one best sleep position because it's going to depend on a number of factors. If I had a second phrase, like a second tagline, the first would be, it's all connected. Second is, it depends, (laughs) right? Because it does. Do you have pain? Where is your pain? Is there an underlying condition that requires you to sleep with a machine or some extra hardware? Are you super concerned about skincare and wrinkles? Because every one of these questions has a different suggestion then for the best sleep position. Overall, if you're like, oh no, what am I supposed to do? Overall, the best sleep position is the one that's going to get you as close to your neutral posture as possible. So what is neutral? Neutral posture is with your head directly over your shoulders, your shoulders right over your ribs, ribs directly over hips, hips directly over unlocked knees, and knees all over your feet and ankles. So perfectly stacked on top. This is from obviously a standing description, but we want to recreate that even when we are laying down. So you want a pillow that's gonna be able to support your head in line with your shoulders, depending on how you sleep. So if you're a side sleeper having too much or too many or too thick of a pillow and even the opposite, too little, uh, and having not enough support or too much support under your neck can put your head into an overstretched position that can leave it cranky in the morning. Maybe you're the type of person who sleeps with your hand underneath your pillow all night. If you're driving, ignore this, but if you're not, just raise your left arm overhead and tilt your head towards your shoulder, just like you would if you were sleeping. And just like, what would it feel like to hold this position for the next seven hours? It would suck, right? So again, the position we put ourselves in when we're sleeping, the closer it can be to this neutral posture or our quote unquote ideal posture, the more helpful it's gonna be in the morning. Now, if laying on your back creates low back pain, if you are someone who likes to sleep on your back, sure, prop your knees up with a pillow, but also make sure that your mobility plan during the day addresses why your hip flexors, your quads, your psoas are so tight that you can't lay flat. Also, if you are a back sleeper, again, pillow height. If I have like six pillows stuffed under my head, uh, that's putting my head and neck into very much a forward head posture position, which is pretty much the same thing that you probably have while you're working on your computer or driving at the car. So again, we wanna get as close to neutral, head directly over your shoulders, which may mean a very thin pillow, or perhaps even more controversially, no pillow at all. And remember, this is from the person who has like way too many pillows. (laughs) So for me, my best sleep position 
I prefer to have something between my knees, like a body pillow or some other type of pillow. And this is to help keep my hips and SI joint in a more neutral position. So when you are sidelining, and I'm an exclusively sidelining sleeper, and the thighs come together, that can put some extra strain or stretch on the top hip and especially that SI joint. And as someone who is hypermobile, having that support while I sleep feels so much better than not having it. Now, if you have diagnosed hypermobility, maybe even something like Ehlers-Danlos, having that extra support is even more important, especially if you do tend to wake up with subluxations. But again, right, I can prop myself up with all the pillows I want, but making sure that you are also working on joint stability throughout the day and building strength throughout the day so that you have that in your back pocket and then use whatever you need to keep supported at night into your best posture and positions. So that's also like the take home I really want you to understand is that we can only do so much with our sleep positioning and our sleep posture that it's really going to come down to what you're doing through the day or honestly what you're not doing through the day or throughout the day that's going to impact how you're feeling. Because once you're asleep, like you could have all the perfect pills and be in all of your best posture, but all bets are off. Like once I'm asleep and unconscious, right? I'm asleep how I'm going to sleep, which makes your daytime mobility work that much more important because you cannot force yourself to stay in a perfect position all night long. Now, there may be some of you who can. My dear friend, Sybil, who's an esthetician, sleeps on her back with like very minimal pillows because for her, skincare is of utmost importance. And I just, I can't, I can't do it, right? And I know because we've talked about this because I've asked her about it, that that's something she worked towards. That she, it was important to her and she essentially sleep trained herself to be able to do that. So if you want to change up your sleep position and you need someone to tell you it's cool to do it, like go ahead, like fine, go for it. But again, what you do during the day within your body maintenance, within your mobility plan is going to be just as important, if not more important. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do, you just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. Another sleep position to consider, which you may have to negotiate with your sleeping partner, uh, is switching sides of the bed on a monthly rotation. Now, I did not think Anthony was going to agree to this when I first brought it up. And the idea came from Katie Bowman, who is all about sleeping on the most minimal of like not even a mattress, but just like a futon on the floor. And I was like, you know what? I'm uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get rid of my mattress. That's okay. We're going to work with what we got. 
But then I asked Anthony, I'm like, would you be willing to, uh, you know, switch like once a month? And he said, yes, couldn't believe it. But as a side sleeper, I find it so helpful because after about 30 days, right, four weeks, give or take, because sometimes we forget, I find that my shoulder tends to get tired of being compressed that same way each and every night. As a side sleeper, when there's, you know, a another person in the bed, I tend to sleep with like facing out on the mattress. So back to back. So that means if I'm sleeping on one side of the bed, I'm gonna sleep on my left shoulder for 30 nights. And then when we switch sides, then I sleep on my right shoulder for 30 nights. But it's nice to have that change that variety. That's something that we talk about here on the podcast a lot, right? That variety of movement is so important. And while I can't control what happens when I fall asleep, by switching up the side of the bed that I'm on, that can help make that a little bit more easy, if you will, to force myself to sleep on a different side. Now, do I have a favorite side? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just 30 days. It's fine. Um, as I'm recording this, we're coming up real soon on October 1st, and I could not be happier. Uh, there's also in our bedroom, like the cooler side of the mattress because of the air conditioning. So I think that that also is conducive for both of us that we both have a reason we want to switch. If you have your own bed, uh, maybe you use pillows or something else to encourage yourself to like turn to one direction or the other if you're a side sleeper. Or maybe think of some creative ways. And absolutely, like whatever you think up, let me know because I know there are some other people who are thinking like, okay, my partner's not gonna switch sides of the bed or I don't have a partner. Like, how can I make this work for myself? So drop me a message. Let me know what you're doing and what works. If you also want to join the side sleeper switcheroonie, (laughs) I wanna know what's working for you. So let me know. Now, what about if you have pain before sleep? right? It's like you're just about to get into bed and you're like, my knee is killing me. What should I do? So I would definitely use therapy balls or some other mobility self-massage type of tool to address the pain before you go to sleep. And this works on a couple different levels. So number one, you're addressing the tension and decreasing pain simply through the act of touch. Uh, Also, touch helps your body to relax. So we're also using this self-massage to help kind of coax your body into relaxation so that you are down-regulated enough by way of your physiology so that you can then fall asleep and hopefully stay asleep. And any sort of touch, especially with therapy balls, can help to, again, not only decrease pain, but to turn up that relaxation response and get you out of that fight or flight kind of hamster wheel feeling. And it's like flipping the off switch for your brain. And it's also, it's faster acting than anything you can put in your mouth. So, you know, even where there's like CBD or melatonin or like any pharmaceuticals or whatever, therapy balls are going to work so much faster. For me, right, I have a whole routine I do if I know it is late at night and I want to be asleep and my body is just not tired. So um, if we go to a movie or we have gone to like a comedy show, we did that on a weeknight a couple weeks ago. So we get home, it's like 1030. I've just been laughing for 90 minutes. I'm really, really, really revved up. So I make sure that I roll on my gorgeous ball on my stomach to get that combination of deep breathing and that visceral massage and just do a number of other things to help bring my body into a nervous system state, really, where sleep can actually happen. 
And using a super soft and squishy ball like that Gorgeous is just so helpful for this. It's not too uncomfortable, which can also stimulate your nervous system. Like I'm not gonna roll my IT band before I go to bed. It feels garbage. <laughs> so just think roll and relax with some deep breathing for whatever you choose. And that's gonna really help you to not only, again, address whatever pain is going on and help quiet that a little bit, but also put you into a state physiologically that's more conducive to sleep. And we actually have a video inside of Movement Mavens that walks you through some of my most favorite and relaxing rollouts, the best sleep ever. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check out Movement Mavens. Also, episode 176 of this show, I talked about therapy balls and more of the science of how they work. So if that's something where you're curious about and you want to learn a little bit more, definitely check out that episode. Now, what about jaw pain and teeth grinding? And if you're like, oh, wait, no, but I have a bite guard or whatever, but you're still waking up with neck tension, uh, even shoulder pain, neck pain, jaw pain, whatever, like jaw pain can manifest in a number of different ways. And I've talked about this before on episodes 58 and episode 164, which is all about tension headaches. But using, again, therapy balls to roll out your upper back, your neck, or your jaw before you go to sleep can be super helpful for all of those same reasons I mentioned. We're addressing the pain, we're relaxing the tissues, and then again, on a physiological level, you're prepping your body to be more ready for sleep. And then in your daytime mobility program, remember, that's like the most important part, uh, make sure that you're working on upper back strength so you have better posture and positioning throughout your day so sleep isn't such a drag. I also have another resource for you, and that's my jaw pain self-care guide. So that's 15 days of exercises that can help with head and neck and jaw stuff. It's the same exercises that I use and still use to ensure that my neck and shoulders feel awesome. So I'll link more info in the show notes about the jaw pain self-care guide, or you can just head on over to aewellness.com slash jaw pain, all one word uh, for more info on that. And also all of the same guidelines of addressing upper back, neck, jaw, working on upper back mobility and strength. That also applies if you have any issues with breathing, whether that's snoring or sleep apnea or something like that. So episode 163, I talked about tongue ties, phrenectomies, and better breathing. That'll have a bunch of resources in there for you as well. But breathing and neck pain and even shoulder pain and jaw pain all roads kind of lead to the same place, which is roll where you have tension and don't forget the front of your shoulders and then strengthen your upper back. And when you're thinking of this daytime mobility program and you're like, okay, but what am I supposed to be doing? Movement of all types can help sleep be better. So think about moving in all the ways. So not just exercise, but things like going barefoot where it's appropriate, wearing more barefoot style shoes to allow your feet to move, taking a walk outside when you can, if you can, sitting on the floor or just sitting on a lower chair than the couch, standing and fidgeting instead of just sitting right? The key is variety and changing it up. So when I record these episodes for you and to you, I'm standing here, I'm standing on a mat. So it's a little bit squishy and I'm typically barefoot. So I can continue to, you know, move my feet and allow my feet to just breathe and be more foot-like. So there's ways to allow more movement to happen 
throughout your day that go beyond the concept or the idea of like traditional exercise. So I'll also link to a YouTube video I did about this uh, called literally that movement is not exercise uh, and how I weave recovery and mobility into my day. So that'll be linked into the show notes for you over at aewellness.com slash podcast. Another way to help support your body during sleep is, again, what are you doing during the day? And strength training and making sure that your joints, especially if you tend towards that more hypermobile joint situation, uh, you want to be sure that you have fascias and joints that are strong so that your body's more resilient. If your body is more resilient during the day, it's going to be the same thing at night. And yeah, sometimes you will wake up in the morning and feel the after effects of your workout. But again, this is where therapy ball work on a more regular basis is helpful. I definitely like those first three steps to the alarm. I might feel the soreness from my workout, but body is able to kind of rebound from that from all of the therapy ball work I do. It's more resilient because of the work I do to make it more resilient uh, so that you should be feeling good once you're up and about. And if you're like, Alex, this sounds just like impossible. That could never be the case for me. Remember, I have 10 plus years of experience of doing this regularly, of spending 10, 15 minutes a day rolling on balls, of making movement happen in the ways that we talked about, sitting on the floor, taking a walk, being barefoot. All of those little things count. And they all add up to having a body that feels more resilient, that feels stronger, and more importantly, feels less pain. And so it is possible for you to, no matter where you're starting from today, life without pain is always possible and you can change the unchangeable. I say that to you at every episode for a reason, and that is because it is true. So I'm not sharing this all with you to make you feel like, oh gosh, there's like so much I should be doing, but more so that you have an idea of all of the possible roads you could take. Don't take all the roads at once. Pick one, anyone, stick with that and see what unfolds and figure out what your next best step is from there. And you know we could not get through a whole episode about sleep without talking about mindfulness. I love it. I really do. Mindfulness and breath work is another way to help relax your nervous system for better sleep. So remember, we're going to address the physical aspects that may be contributing to pain, but also making sure that your nervous system is ready for sleep. Also, it's going to help you fall asleep, get that better sleep and kind of break out of that injury pain sleep cycle that just feeds into one another. So mindfulness and breathwork are really important, especially if you feel like you lay down and your brain won't turn off, which I can only describe, you know, like those dolls, their eyes are supposed to close and they lay down. So it's like they go to sleep. When I drink caffeine, I'm the opposite of that, where I could be like really tired and then I lay down and like my <laughs> eyeballs inside my brain just like boop, pop open and I have like 5 million thoughts running through my head. Um, so that's why I don't drink coffee, okay? I've done a number of episodes on sleep, but definitely check out episode 50 that I did with Dr. Licata on sleep hacks. If you're like, ooh, this is me, this is what I need. And also many meditation apps will have a sleep category where they'll read you a story or guide you through a meditation to help you relax. And I love the sleep stories. I use an app called Calm and I'll link to it in the show notes for you. And they just like read the story with like the most monotone and really kind of boring voice possible so that your brain just gets lulled into sleep. <laughs> uh, there's also some podcasts too. 
I know I've stumbled across those. Again, if you have a podcast that you like, send me a DM. I'll share it on my Instagram stories uh, so that we all can reap the benefits. So there's free options for this as well. Also, I'll link into the show notes for you a 10-minute meditation and mindfulness and breathing exercise that I have for you on my YouTube. And lastly, another thing to think about is that your body probably doesn't need a ton of cushioning. Um, Just like with your feet, how we don't need really, you know, bulky and restrictive shoes that minimize our foot movement, uh, you may find that less cushioning or a harder mattress is more comfortable for you. So actually for Anthony and I, we used to have a really, really soft mattress. And when we got our new one, we did get a harder mattress and I find it to be so much more comfortable. And I think it's really interesting too, that when we think about babies, a lot of my friends are having babies right now, right? You put a baby in a little bassinet, there's no pillows, got a firm mattress, like they're just like set and they're out. And of course, with babies, it's a safety hazard. I know. But then as adults, like we're trying to set ourselves up as if we're sleeping on a cloud with like the softest, most huggable mattress. And then in the commercials, I always say like, well, the soft mattress hugs your curves and keeps you in neutral spine. But maybe not, right? You might find that a more firm sleep surface forces you to move around and adjust more through the night, meaning yes, you're moving more. Hopefully it's a restful movement. I know when I'm sleeping, I don't wake up every time I turn over, but I definitely move around. And if anything, not being stuck in an uncomfortable position that's creating pain in the first place, and if you're moving so that you're not stuck there, that may be helpful too. So definitely a lot of ideas to think about when it comes to sleep, posture, and position. The most important thing being that you want to be in your most neutral, air quote, posture, head, shoulders, ribs, hips directly over your knees and your feet. We don't want the knees to be locked out if you are somebody who has the ability to hyperextend your knees. So whatever you can do to prop yourself up to be in that position, that's comfortable. Prepping your nervous system so your nervous system is also sleepy and ready to go and then having your best sleep ever. So I will list all the resources from today for you, but I asked you a bunch of questions today too. So what sleep apps are you using? Do you have great ways to trick your body into staying on one side or the other? Do you have questions about sleep posture, sleep position? Send them my way. You can take a screenshot of whatever platform you're playing this on or just send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Hala Formala. You can also find me on TikTok at AE Wellness, or you can leave your questions over at the body nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And again, don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. It just shows up right in your little app there. It's so super simple and I will never stop talking. So there will always be more episodes in your feed. Don't you worry. Leave a review on your podcast player of choice if you haven't had the chance to already. It really does help with rankings and the algorithms and all of those things. So from me to you, thank you for taking the time to do that. Or even just share today's episode with uh, maybe your sleeping partner. And then you can gently convince them like, yeah, maybe we should like switch sides of the bed every day. Not every night. That's too much. You got to like get kind of established. But like once a month you know. (laughs) So here's asking better questions, moving more, sleeping pain-free, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool 
and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.